This is the 415th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC, and today we're coming to you from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where the Falcons pulled off a 25-24 victory over the Green Bay Packers in thrilling fashion. Went down to the last minutes of the game. The Falcons were trailing 24-12 with 56 seconds left in the third quarter. And they managed to storm back to victory behind a six-yard touchdown run by Desmond Ritter. A 39-yard field goal by Young Way Koo. And then a 25-yard field goal with... 57 seconds left for the winning margin. And through this all, the defense was able to put their foots down and stomp out the Packers on two three and outs. And then one, the last one was a four and out. So uh, the Falcons got it done today. Ritter took the kneel down for the victory. And the Falcons moved to 2-0 for the first time since 2017. If you are listening to us for the first time, Please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles, episode 415. Atlanta Falcons 25, Green Bay Packers 24. Falcons storm back to victory. Here's Coach Arthur Smith discussing how the offense came to life and what happened with the defense and his decision on the fourth down. Uh, yeah, Coach, uh, what was the key to the offense uh, getting moving and, and scoring on the last four possessions? Well, I mean, we thought we were moving the ball pretty well all day. Um, you know, good mix, guys, a lot of things we were doing. You know, that's why you keep working. And we got a lot of belief. And But you got to ultimately go out there and prove it. You, let, you know, it's sometimes that you know, I had a lot of confidence that we would come out and execute pretty well today. Again, a lot of things we're always going to have to work on. Uh, but we got so much belief in our guys. You know, you get in those critical situations, you know, going forward on those fourth downs. Mm-hmm. Um, and our guys keep swinging. And, and, they're, and even the way they executed the little things, staying in bounds, you know, not only would it, once we got in the field goal range, you're playing that fine line. Like, yeah, we wanted to get that last first, mm-hmm. but to, to take all that time off the clock, make them use their timeouts. There's so much situational football mm-hmm. and good situational football. Our guys executed late and before the half, too. <laughs> and uh, just to follow that up, um, yeah, can you uh, explain the rationale on a decision and uh, to go for it on that fourth down there to, to uh, the, keep you in field goal range? Uh, Bijan's one. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah toss sweep yeah, to Bijan. You know, before the two-minute warning, I felt good about the play, the way we were blocking, um, and really 
whether it was going to be Bijan or Tyler in that situation, I had a lot of confidence they were going to get the first. And that's a belief. And there's a situation like, you know, could have been super conservative and, and kicked the field goal, but there would have been a lot of timeout. They would have, you know, possibly had a two-minute warning depending on how the kick went, kickoff, and, and then the timeouts. And so wanted to be aggressive. And then even, you know, even late with the minute being fourth and one at that point, I didn't want to get too cute. And I knew our defense, but they had no timeouts. I had a lot of confidence. We go stop them. Well, yeah, no question about it. The Packers were, they had opportunity, you know, 57 seconds, ball on the 25. If you can get moving, get to the 35, you got a 52-yard field goal. But the Packers had four incomplete passes. So here uh, we hear from Bud Dupree on the mindset before that last drive. Oh, yeah, go win the game. You know, that's what it is. You know, those type of moments we live for, making sure that we're coming in, you know, continue to, you know, continue to develop as a team. You know, it's a long season ahead of us, but we got to make sure we're making those plays and those big-time moments. Yep, and the crowd was pretty festive again here today. Uh, uh, loud, it's, it's been pretty loud here at the two home games. And here's what Bud uh, Dupree had to say about feeding off of the crowd. I mean, the whole time we felt like the momentum with us, you know, especially from the fans. You know, uh, it felt like the A. You know, it felt like back in 99, you know. So, uh, the big days, man. You know, that's all I remember, man. A lot of screaming and shouting going on, man. And we and we, we ate off the energy and we fed into it. It was absolutely a great day to be a part of it. Bud Dupree knows about the Falcons' history. He's from, from Georgia, played at Kentucky, Wilkinson County uh, is where he played at. So uh, he, he knows what uh, the crowds have been like here in the past. But Jesse Bates uh, wanted to discuss how the defense did not quit. It was 10-9 to at the halftime. Packers came out and scored two touchdowns. Looked like they had the Falcons on the ropes there. But the defense, uh, you know, bowled up and, and got them three and outs when they had to have them. Here's what Jesse Bates had to say. We knew it was going to be a dogfight. Um, you know, every week, you know, coming off a win, a big win for us, um, having a reset at practice, you know, that was our first time as a team, you know, going and, you know, having some success and then coming back. And then uh, throughout the game, you know, stuff wasn't going our way. Um, you, know, you know, a team going down, down 12 in the fourth quarter. That, a lot of times in this league, you see a lot of teams lay down and, and just call it quits. Um, but it says a lot about what we got in this locker room, uh, about the coaches that we have. Um, and like I said, this was our first time facing some adversity as a team, um, and I thought we responded really well. All right, Jesse, uh, breaking it down for us there. One of the big offseason signings for the Falcons. Now, um, the big play that he's talking about was Bijan Robinson. It's third and uh, I think six, and then Ritter kind of gets close to the uh, marker, and uh, Coach Smith challenged the spot. But he said he was challenging it because he was, you know, giving them basically using it as a timeout so they could decide on uh, what to run on fourth down and one. So that that bought him some time. He kind of knew uh, Desmond was short. And um, on fourth and one with the game on the line, crafty move by the coach to get, get the coaches there some timeout. And, uh, you know, they pitched it out to Bijan. He picked it up. Here is what Bijan said about – uh, talking about the momentum swing in the fourth quarter. Midway the fourth quarter, uh, we started, you know, running the ball. We started, you know, 
bring the bring the DBs up and then and then give, give them some shots down downfield to the receivers. And you know now they just started getting confused on what what personnel was going to be out there. You know what we were going to do. We were going to pass. We were going to run it. And then you know we just got, kept them on their toes. And then that's when we just kept going downhill and you know trying to get as many yards as we can. But you know in that fourth quarter, you know you kind of felt them you know starting to back off um, and and you know not not come as hard as they did in the first half. Yeah, and here's B. John on that fourth and one call. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, just get the first down. Like, yeah. don't worry about nothing else. Just get the first down so we can so we can end the game. Um, and like at first it was going by fast, so I was like, I was like, okay, we we gotta go. We gotta get up there. And the Desmond just said, hike, gave him the ball, and then I, you know, just let let the guy given ability, you know, take over from there. But I think that was just a huge a huge momentum change, and and it helped us a lot. Obviously, win the game. Um, but you know, you just gotta get the first down when you when you get called like that. All right. That's B. John Robinson. Had a big day for him. We'll go through over his big day in the game notes and so forth uh, uh, after we go to the break here. But uh, let's hear from quarterback Desmond Ritter on the comeback. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Never, never down for no, the count. Never, okay. yeah, when you see the Atlanta Falcons out there, we'll never be down for the count. Uh, we're going to fight until that clock hits zero. So, you know, that's what I'm proud of this team and everyone on this team uh, for not giving up, not, you know, and just keep going out there and just fight until that clock hits zero. Um, you know, obviously, when you get in that situation, we were down 10, I think, or 11, 12. whatever, 12. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's not about scurrying and, you know, panic. It's about, okay, take a deep breath and then just go play the next play. Well, there he is, uh, Desmond Ritter. Stayed the course today and pulled out the victory. Helped them pull it out. Here, 25 to 24 over the Green Bay Packers, who had, you know, stomped the uh, Chicago Bears 38 to 20 in their season opener. Here's Ritter again as he says there's a lot to improve on in the offense. You know, there's a couple of passes I wish I could have back. I'm sure there's a couple of runs we wish we could have back. Um, but, you know, it's not a perfect game. Um, but I feel like, obviously, we did enough, obviously, to go out there and get the win as we did. Um, but there's, there's obviously, that's not, that's not the best Atlanta Falcons offense you've seen right there. Um, and, and we know that we can do way better than that. Um, so it's going to be up to us, you know, come in here on tomorrow, uh, watch the film, get better, and go back to work for uh, Detroit next week. Come on, D. Yeah. Once, once y'all got, when you got rolling there uh, late, uh, the four straight, uh, you know, field goal, touchdown, field goal, field goal. Uh, what were some of the keys for the, you know, maybe uh, that was, you know, throughout that, that was working for you all offensively? Yeah, like we said, it was just get that first, first down. Once we got out there on the field, um, it's just about getting the ball going, getting the ball moving. So, you know, when it's easy, you can hand off a ball and it goes for eight, nine, ten yards. Plus, you know, that's huge for our momentum. And so just getting that flow, just getting that first first down, getting it going. You know, I think you go back to Mike, you talk about how do you start fast. Um, it's about getting that first first down, getting the team moving, getting the flow moving. Um, and I think that's obviously what we did really well. All right. That's your Atlanta Falcons quarterback, Desmond Ritter. We're going to take a break here and come back with some game notes and a little bit of mailbag from our Twitter uh, mailbag question from the post game. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. 
Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want some blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. I'm Ernie Suggs. And I'm Ned Ravone. Atlanta has been known as the black mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we have a special offer for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, that is, has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, etc. Get all of our stories on AJC.com, access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters, including the Bradley Buzz from Mark Bradley. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. Again, that's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Going to go over some stats and game notes. Uh, One stat, you know, that was a big one here, was the 211 yards rushing by the Falcons. 45 carries, uh, 4.7 a carry. Uh, and uh, one touchdown. Ritter scored the touchdown. Um, you know, they the uh, protection wasn't great, so he got out and ran a little bit. They had him on the move, throwing on the run. Uh, the drop back situation's not great. Green Bay saw they saw uh, you know what Brian Burns and them did early, and they came after them too early with the Kenny Clark getting the hit on that one. But the uh, forty five for two eleven, that's pretty strong. Uh, Ritter was, uh, and Bijan was 19 of 124, had a longer 19, uh, average 6.5 a carry, getting that big carry on fourth and one to pick up the first down and stay in bounds there. He did get hit. He lost his win, uh, but no major injuries or anything like that. The uh, Packers were led by A.J. Dillon, 15 carries for 55 yards. Uh, and Jordan Love had one big run for 24. Uh, you take, you know, sometimes we take the quarterback out, but we we want any more because you know a lot of the quarterbacks are running now. So we'll leave him in at 21 attempts for 84 yards for a carry uh, for the Packers. Now quarterback wise, uh, Ritter was 19 of 32 for 237, one touchdown, one interception. Long, uh, career-long pass, 45 yards on their fleet flickler to Mac Hollins. That's 79.8 passer rating. And uh, he had an interesting discussion about how he grades himself. Everything was a C. He can never get an A. He he only felt he had an A early in his career at Cincinnati. So, you know, the the 
players are hard on themselves and the coaches are hard on them too. So, uh, you know, they, they always feel that there's a play um, that they left out on the field. But definitely progress for Ritter, I think, today uh, as he spread the ball around to uh, five different receivers. And um, But let me give Jordan Love's first before I go to the receivers. Jordan Love was 14-25 for 151. Uh, three touchdowns, though, and uh, he had a passer rating of 113.5. And so the uh, Falcons uh, receivers, Drake London, had seven targets after the one last week in the opener. Six uh, for 67, six catches for 67 and one touchdown. Um, Bijan had four. He caught four of his five targets for 58 yards. Johnu Smith was a factor today. He caught four for 47 yards. And uh, Mac Hollins was a, a factor. He had a touchdown callback, that um, he had three for 60, the big 145 yards. And then Kyle Pitts caught two of five targets for 15 yards uh, today. So those are some of the offensive stats, and we'll move over and uh, go through some of the game notes here. You know, it was the Falcons started first, uh, scored, made it three to nothing. Green Bay came back and uh, and scored and uh, took a seven to three lead, and then they got a field goal, went up ten to three. Then the Falcons scored, and Young Way Koo missed the extra point that would have sent it into halftime tied, but the Packers went in with a ten to nine lead. Okay, the um. The Falcons had the ball to start the third quarter, but didn't do anything. Green Bay uh, scored a touchdown, gave up a field goal, scored a touchdown. So then it's uh, 24 to 12 with 56 seconds to go. And then we uh, went over that fourth quarter with the score, stop, score, stop, score, stop. <laughs> That's what happened. The Falcons stopped the Packers and scored a touchdown. Stopped them, scored a field goal, stopped them, won the game with a field goal. And so, you know, that's some good football. You got to put that together. If you got to put it together late or put it together early or string the whole game together, uh, you know, that's a good sign moving on down the road here. Let's look at some of the game notes here. The Falcons offense recorded uh, 448 total net yards, including 211 rushing. Falcons eliminated a double-digit fourth-quarter deficit to win for the first time since week two of the 2015 season. Atlanta has outscored its opponents this season 27 to nothing in the fourth quarter. That's a good stat. So if you keep on um, doing that, that's going to be big. The Falcons' defense limited Green Bay to 3-9 on third down, 33.3%. The Falcons have won their first two games in a season at Mercedes-Benz uh, for the first time since 2017. The Atlanta offense rushed for more than 200 yards for the first time this season, and defensive end Calais Campbell was served as the, as the sixth captain for game day here today. Okay, we went over Ritter, Hollins. Let's look at Bijan's a little bit more in detail. Uh, rushed for 124, career high, of course, <laughs> on 19 carries, 6.5, caught the four for 48. He has 255 yards from scrimmage in the second game, 
Robinson is only the second rookie in franchise history to record 200 or more yards from scrimmage in his first two games, joining William Andrews with 313 in 1979. Robinson recorded the most receptions by a Falcon rookie running back in his first two career games with 10, surpassing Sonny Campbell, who had six in 1970. He's also the first Falcons rookie running back since William Andrews in 79 to record a 100-yard rushing game within his first two career games. So, you know, the rookie special, we've been saying that, and he's off to a special start here with the Atlanta Falcons. So we got Drake London's uh, stats for you, did Max Hollins. Defensively, David Onyemata had a career two passes defense. He had a nice block there to go along with two tackles. Caden Ellis had six tackles, uh, one sack, the first of his uh, this season and ninth of his career, and one tackle for loss and one quarterback hit. Nate Landman, he started his first NFL game today. Finished uh, after I got talking with Coach Smith. Uh, Nate was already gone, so we didn't get to talk to him today. We did talk to him on Friday. So you got four questions from the next man up, Nate Landman, on AJC.com. Uh, if you want to know more about his story and how he made the team as an undrafted rookie free agent and started his first game. And he had four sacks in his first career start. Three were solos, and he had a tackle for loss. So those were the standouts defensively for the Falcons. Um, I'm just going to look on the backside here, make sure we got our defensive guys covered. But, uh, yeah, Ellis was the leader there. Uh, Nate Lambman had four. Richie Grant had four. A.J. Terrell had the pass interference on the flea flicker early and three tackles. Trey Flowers, um, he t I talked to him after the game. He said, hey, I got to fix some things up. It looked like they went at him a little bit here in the first two games. Jeff Okuda is um, maybe can make it back for the Detroit game. We'll see. Uh, Mikey Hughes made it back, and he returned the punts and the kickoffs today for special teams. But um, statistically, there's not a whole lot. Um, just the one sack and three quarterback hits, one by Ellis, one by Grady Jarrett, and one by Arnold Ebicady. No forced fumbles, five passes, breakups. Okay, A.J. had two, Flowers one, and um, Oyamata with two. So special teams tackles. Uh, Andre Smith, who was promoted from the uh, practice squad for the game, he had a tackle, and so did Keith Smith had a tackle special teams-wise. So that's, uh, that's all our stats. We got that covered for you here. We are going to um, – I want to look at uh, what some of you all had to say about the game here because uh, we uh, did our little tweet, mailbox tweet here after the game and asked you know what you all thought of the victory here by the falcons today and uh, we'll read a couple of those responses right now falcon fans how 
are you all feeling after the 25 to 24 win over the Packers? All right. So we got a clapping uh, J-Lo gif here from Chad. Stephen Austin. What's his real name? Stone Cold underscore 83. (laughs) You have to beat teams regardless, but especially like the Packers who had key inactives and players hurt during the game like their left guard. That's Eldrington Jenkins. Undefeated at home so far, which is good. The crowd environment is getting better. This can be a playoff team this year. All right. Okay, Kevin Rakowski, Packer fan here. Good comeback by the Falcons. I had the Packers losing this game with their top four offensive players out, but the Falcons scorched our defense with the run. Two drop pick sixes was frustrating, but overall an entertaining game. Good luck in your division. That's classy Packer style uh, fans there. Then, like, what are they referring to? Is uh, Jenkins uh, and Bakhtiari didn't play. That's along the line. Uh, Christian Watson, we talked about him a lot. Tim's uh, son, and um, from Macon, and Aaron Jones, the running back. So they're saying four of their guys were out. Hey, we'll see on the playoffs, basically. And the two drop pick sixes, one by Jair Alexander. He made a nice spin off and undercut Drake London, but he dropped it. And then Quay uh, Walker, former Georgia Bulldog, had one too that he dropped. Okay, uh, another one here. Uh, G Roller, Ogden, uh, Jermaine underscore Jermaine. Uh, Trey Flowers, we kind of referenced this. Trey Flowers looking like a problem in the secondary. Play calling suspect, but very gutsy in the fourth. Ritter used his legs, and Falcons run to a victory. Defense had breakdowns in the third, but redeemed themselves in the fourth with big stops. Who is our edge rushers? We'll fix the grammar for them. Who are our edge rushers? We 2-0. We are to win up. All right, we'll get one. We'll get a couple more in here. Uh, this is known as the V Dirty Bird 0025. I feel like this is a team, not a stat builder like it used to be. It feels amazing having a defense and a reliable running game. I dread it going forward on fourth downs. Now Bijan is that dude. <laughs> okay, fans are hyped. All right, Showtime. This is from Showtime 1240. Showtime. We'll love that on there while we're reading their tweets on the, on the podcast here. Still getting my heart rate under control. Trey Flowers at CB2 isn't working. Ritter using his legs is good for business. His bad reads and over-reliance on the first read are not good for business. Bijan and Algier are exactly as advertised as a one-two combo, and it's perfect. All right, there you have it. The Falcons fans, uh, that's about the most positive I've uh, seen the Falcon Nation in a while. But when you start the season 2-0, you have reason for optimism, and especially when you can clearly see there's room for improvement on both sides of the ball. And if you get it a really humming, 
you know, you're going to have a chance to stack some wins and and uh, keep it moving. Detroit, they look like world beaters one week. Then they lost to Seattle in overtime this week. So you're going to go up there thinking, okay, we're not playing the 78 Steelers. Let's put a game together and take down Coach Kneecaps and his boys. Y'all know Coach Campbell talking all that kneecap stuff when he got the job. Done a good job so far, so we'll see. This should be a good game, good hard-hitting game up in Detroit. And uh, so with that, we're going to get on out of here from the stadium. We'll be back on Wednesday to help you get ready for the game against the Detroit Lions and Coach Dan Kneecap Campbell. So with that, take care and enjoy your, your week. And enjoy being 2-0 to start the season here in 2023 for you Atlanta Falcon fans.